okay. All right. Welcome. <laughs> Hi. Hey. <laughs> Madison's here too. Yeah. All right. Well, we have our very first guest on today. Yay. Courtney Flynn. One of my favorite people. So Courtney, do you want to just introduce yourself? Yeah. To start off with. Yeah. Like, so who, who are you? I'm Courtney. <laughs> um, I don't really, I mean, I'm from here, from Powhatan. I grew up in Powhatan. Um and I don't know how you want me to introduce myself, but that's who I am. I've known Matthew and Madison. I actually married them, which is yeah, fun. that's a funny and yeah, bring that up. Yeah, yeah. So, um, which in the state of Alabama was super easy. So yeah. it was just cool to be a part of your day. So yeah, yeah. And you guys are great. I yeah, love being here. Each other. I don't even know. Twenty eighteen, I think. Yes. Is when I started working. Yep. With you. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, y'all want to be a little more descriptive? What y'all were doing? We <laughs> worked at a uh, church. Yeah, like um, we're in a church. I know we were actually in a cult together. <laughs> working at a church as a um, worship leader. Yes, and then I um, came on and interned with the creative team mm-hmm. um, for my last semester in college, and so just instantly like. Yeah, like yeah, I know. I was <laughs> like, "This is great. I yeah. like having a buddy here." And so yeah. ever since then, so. yeah super close yeah so and then when madison and i were going to get married and we're like down in alabama i'm like oh my gosh who's gonna marry us we're not currently like super connected to a church and i'm like courtney like and it was so funny really yeah. yeah it was like who who knows the lord who knows yeah us? like who's nice it was funny because i'm pretty sure i was at like target when you called me yeah. of course and, and like always like, there yeah. And I was like scared because you were like, it's nothing serious, but like, I just have to talk to you. I was like, oh my God, what's happening? And then you took, you asked me that and it was like, I was like, me? Marry somebody? Um, but yeah, I was very honored. It was awesome. It was a beautiful yeah. day. Right? Like, yeah. It's like, no pressure. Like you can say no. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Like, you were totally yeah. Down. I was so down for it. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. My dad wants me to let you know he's offici- about to officiate a wedding. Really? Oh, I am proud. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Good for him. But now you like you've done. I've done more? two more so since then. I'm. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, you know, I could get into this. Yeah. Um. So if anyone out there is looking to get married, yeah, and someone to officiate, Courtney. I'm here girl. for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you What do you do right now? What's your job? So, What's your life like? Yes, my life is great. Probably the first time I've been really good in a long time. Um, I work at an engineering firm locally. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name. Or no, is that? Okay. Um, so I work at Timmins Group. It's a civil engineering firm. We're based here in Richmond, but we have a ton of different locations across the East Coast and then one in Texas. Very random. Um, and I am a recruiter. So I'm a corporate recruiter. So I don't have to um, step on any toes or anything with my colleagues. We all just work for the firm get candidates and reach out to colleges and um, local people who might be looking for engineering jobs. So that's what I do currently. Yeah. You're just like talking with a lot of people. Yeah. Talking. We've got like a database that we use to get resumes, review resumes, reach out to candidates, schedule interviews, get offer letters together and 
no jazz. Yeah. So, so fun. yeah. You like it? I do. Yeah. Good. They recently. Well, I, I know. I know, right? Is this on the record? <laughs> um. So I actually recently started doing college campus recruiting stuff. So like I'm over that a little bit more. Yeah. So I've been to Bright Point, um, J Sarge locally, and then we did a couple of other schools that some of our other recruiters go to. But it's a lot of fun. Well, I love. I know. I know. I was like. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'll, well, I think you guys have some like surveyor cat technician stuff. Yeah. Because we do all anything civil engineering. So, okay. yeah, I'll have to cool. get with you guys That's about that. that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, we just wanted to start off. So, kind of like how we did. So, we're going to kind of walk you through, and as much as you want to share, don't. But can you start off with just describing? little Courtney out of high school like <laughs> yeah. where were you in your life what were you gonna do and then I mean I know some of this so mm-hmm. I'll have to kind of pretend like I don't yeah but then college what did that look like for you and kind of just walk us through that yeah so I went to Powhatan High School let's go Indian <laughs> um and when I, I when I was like 15 or 16 I knew that I wanted to be a worship leader um but I didn't even know like what that looked like. So I kind of ignored it for the first, I'd say year out of high school. So when I initially graduated, I went to Longwood University for about a year and I was an education major because I wanted to be a high school teacher for a little bit. And I was like, cause I don't, I didn't think that you could do anything with worship leading, whatever. I thought it would just be a hobby. Um, and then a year of that was just not for me and it wasn't it. And there were a lot of things that happened that kind of showed me, this is not where you're supposed to be. Um, so then I transferred, I actually stayed at home for a semester mm-hmm. and did online at Southeastern University in Lakeland, Florida. And uh, after that, I went on campus January of 2013 and kind of finished out my degree in music there. So I was a major in music, but a double minor. We have like a forced minor as Christian colleges. They give that. you like that Bible minor because um, <laughs> you take all the Bible classes. Right. So I did that in Spanish and um, part of my mm-hmm. concentration... See, si, senor. <laughs> so that's where we. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I did that. I it was more of a fo- so I went when I did my music undergrad. It was um, more of a focus on classical music, but I also had a worship leading course that I took. So it was kind of a weird like because they they don't touch each other at all. Like classical music is so different than contemporary Christian music. Right. Um, so it was, it was a weird dynamic, but I loved it. I All the music. Like oh my gosh. Well, it was different, but I think I like separated them in my mind anyways. Yeah. Um, but my professor, my voice professor was like, she's amazing. Like we're still friends on Facebook. She's so cute. Um, she is like the best person that I've ever met in my life. So sweet. Yeah. Um, she just kind of like grew my voice into what it is today for the most part. Should we and have then... <laughs> <laughs> I'll do Star Banner. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll set up shop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she was great and I was really sad. It was so crazy though, because so like growing up, we didn't really my parents didn't really force us to do anything. It was highly encouraged to go to college though. Um, Cause my mom went to college, my dad started and then ended up doing his own thing, started his own business is doing that now. And so my mom was like, y'all can go, you can't go, but wherever you go, you have to get good grades. Like we're, we're helping you fund this. We're doing part of it on you, part of it on us. And um, like, you got to do well. So um, going to college, it was kind of like a, 
I felt like it was forced for me just because my older brother went like everybody in my family is scholar, like mm-hmm. super smart. I am the C's get degrees, very average. Like I would much rather make a me personal too. connection. Yeah. With someone than like, I could care less about my grades. I love learning, but I hate taking tests. I yeah. hate anything on that end of it. Um, but the social aspect I'm here for. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it was my last semester. I was going into my last semester of my senior year. And I, I just like literally cried almost every day because um, there's a lot of pressure for music majors because we have to have it like a 13 or 15 song uh, recital and you have to know all of the words and it's in multiple languages. And so it was just like very, that was stressful. I had to take my music history courses and then I had to figure out, well, what are you going to do after you graduate? Because everybody puts this pressure both in high school and college of like, so what's next? And I feel like in almost every life step, like I'm sure like you guys got engaged, when's the wedding? Or like you guys are dating, when are you getting married? Oh, now you're engaged, when's the wedding? Now when's the wedding, when's kids? And then when's kids, when are you getting another house? I'm like, can I just, exactly. I like, I want to be good here for a little bit. Um, so I, to the next season, yes, like, let me just be in this. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I would like cry to my mom. I was like, this is not for me. She's like, well, you have literally a semester left. Like, let's get it together. (laughs) So I finished it out. It was fine. But I think I realized like I did not, especially for the path that I took, did not need a college education for that. And I think it's partially because we went to college in the time where college doesn't really matter right now, unless you're obviously a doctor or some sort of profession that requires a higher education and certain certificates. But for the most part, the things that I'm doing, I could have just, every job that I've gotten is because I know somebody, not necessarily because I applied and was um, qualified for it. Mm -hmm. So um, it was just very interesting stepping out of that and then coming into the real world, realizing this is kind of a joke because no one knows what they're doing. (laughs) And I'm still there. I'm like, everybody's just kind of figuring out of their own. And I feel like no college degree, I mean, unless doctor, lawyer, like whatever, some things aside, for the majority of us, what you got a degree in something, but you just need on the job training. Mm -hmm. Like for that specific office, for what programs they use and systems and how they mm-hmm. do things like a college degree from Stanford and University of Alabama and mm-hmm. Florida and whatever they're all just you're getting a piece of paper that looks di- like you didn't all learn the same thing exactly yeah yeah and I think it's true so even learning that in our where I'm at now currently with civil engineering mm-hmm. and engineering in general you obviously need a degree for that yeah. um, but it's funny because there are certain schools we go to more like Virginia Tech gives their students a certain course mm-hmm. that we use for our work that maybe some other firms don't use that certain software. And so even that, like, it's just so, it's such yeah. a weird business college in higher education yeah. to yeah. where like, you're telling us. like, I'm, yeah, you guys see it all yeah. the time of we're like, wrong. yeah, kids who you're like, you don't need to go to school if you just want to like be a media influencer or something and like then, that's crazy. That that's a job too. You know, but I, but yeah. Like, I'm just thinking, sorry, we're getting no, you're good. off track, but we'll get back to you. Yeah. But I'm thinking of when I was advising in my last job and people are getting so caught up on, you know, they're at a four year and they're getting so caught up on their exact major. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, and I would tell some of them, you just need to get the degree. Like, yeah. stop getting caught up on the exact major you're doing because in the end, if it's a job that requires you to have a bachelor's degree, they just want to see you have a bachelor's degree. Exactly. And so if it's in sales or communications or business or 
um a humanities like it's all mm -hmm. the same yeah so, exactly yeah. yep once you get that bs or whatever yep. ba after your name like yeah. you're good yeah okay so bring us back you finished college mm -hmm. and so you are at this you realize that classical music was just yeah, I was not going to pursue, yeah, and I knew that in my undergrad that yeah. I was not going to pursue classical. Like, I might be part of a choir or something, yeah. but yeah. I ain't going around singing operas. So you graduated <laughs> yeah. in Florida. Yes. So I, so when I was doing my undergrad, I was actually um, singing a lot at a church in Tampa with one of my friends, Ryan. Uh, we both were music majors together and did like everything together. And he attended this church in Tampa. And so we would go sometimes and sing. Um, and I had actually started talking to someone about getting a job there and I was just going to start super entry level, um, just kind of either doing admin work or worship leading, whatever. Cause in church you come on as one thing and you do everything. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so I was talking with them about it and just kind of praying about it. Then I think it was like, I had to take one more class, um, summer because for some reason, the transfer credit thing, which is a joke to me in and of itself. But I took a class at Longwood. That was a financial class. Like they taught me how to refinance a house and a car and like all the, like, I don't, I don't remember any of it, but right. And that didn't transfer over to the Christian world. So they made us do Dave Ramsey. And so I had to take the Dave Ramsey course. Yes. I'm like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Cash is king. Um, so I had to take that for the last month. So I stayed during the summer. So I was kind of talking with them then, um, then their church split and co the congregation completely split with the pastors. Like, one of the pastors left and a ton of the church members went with them and, and just a few stayed at the church that I was helping with. And so I was like, that's kind of a red flag to me, especially because I'm not crazy about Florida. I just wanted to, like, I'm comfortable here now and I just figured I'd stay. Yeah. But then I was like, no, I'm not going to pursue anything with this. So I came back home after that. I did not stay in Florida. Thank God. Because um, <laughs> I don't do well with the heat oh, okay. well, <laughs> at all. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> so what you get back mm -hmm. and what are you thinking you want to do and what's your first job and how do you get it? Yeah. So I didn't know what I wanted to do, what I was going to do, anything. Um, were you frustrated I, or were you like, what was your mindset? It was like a combination of frustration because I'm not doing something with my degree but also like I could live th this is a good life like you don't really have any responsibilities <laughs> right now um but then my parents were like you need to get a job yeah. like get your life um but I was still I started serving back at my local church for a while and I my first job out of college was at Watkins Nurseries <laughs> okay. I was the front desk and just did whatever they needed me to do it was Cecilia was actually working there until I got the job there because then she went back to school. Um, and then I didn't really enjoy that at all. Um, but I was doing that and working um, part time at Destination Church at that time. And so because uh, I think it was so I got back, I graduated in May, got back early June. And one of the pastors from Destination was my old youth pastor, Demetric Phillips. Yeah, love. He, I love him and his family. Tish is like the best. Their kids are so cute. Um, and so D ran into my dad at like a gas station or something. Cause my dad knows everybody. Yeah, Your dad does. is the mayor. He, no, Alex. I know. Right. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> It was, yeah. yeah, we could have a whole podcast he, on my dad. He just taught, like, oh my gosh, he's got stories for days. A stranger. 
I know never ever and I so I guess well sometimes we're, it was so well, I don't know we can go into that too yeah. growing up it was not the best yeah. um just because we were all like let's go home yeah. um but so my dad ran into Demetric he was like hey what's Courtney doing and my dad's like hey she's back in town so D ended up calling me and saying we need a worship leader we're planting a campus with destination next February and we're starting now you want to come join so I was like sure so I kind of did that part-time. I did Watkins Nursery full-time, which is actually typical of majority church people or mi- people in ministry. Um, we're just used to larger churches, but I'd say the vast majority, a lot of pastors have to be bivocational. Yeah. Um, so I was just kind of like, oh, this is what it is. This is what ministry is. And so I did that um, for a while. And then the next job I got was at Swift Creek Animal Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, that was also because of a friend who was one of the managers there. Did that for a little bit. And then finally, Destination was like, hey, we can bring you on full time. Uh, let's bring bring you on full time. So I did that for a couple of years. And then uh, and you did worship leading. I did. Time. Yeah, I did a, the worship leading. And then I was a little bit of an admin. I did some of the payroll help with them as well. And just back end stuff like entering money and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so did that and then got a call from the next church, Clover Hill in 2017 and then came over there for a couple of years and did the worship leading there as well. Uh, I was mainly over the Bailey Bridge campus until we COVID made us come together as one. Yeah. <laughs> then we were just combined after yeah. that. Um, and then in 2021, I decided to leave Clover Hill mm-hmm. and just kind of needed a filler job until I found something actually worth working so I worked at an oral surgeon office here locally for a little bit because my friend's mom was a manager of one of the locations and then I ended up getting the job at Timmins group because I know a ton of people that work there and my current boss actually goes to Clover Hill and knows me from there so now I've been at Timmins group for almost two years now all connections literally every single job that I've had is because I know either the manager or someone who knows somebody there or Yeah, it's never been random, except for Chick-fil-A. I had like a three-month stint at Chick-fil-A just because I needed to pay for a Paris trip. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Let me just... Uh... And then I used to help out at a salon then too. I forgot about that. I was like, front desk got a hand. So, yeah, I have a lot of jobs under my belt. <laughs> but I guess you have so much experience in yeah. different things. Yes, like... I learned something from every single one that I can apply to anywhere. Yeah. So. And so do you feel like where you are now, like you are ha- like no regrets oh absolutely not everything's yeah yeah it's been a weird transition just because I literally thought I'd do ministry till I retired like I thought in some aspect I'd be full-time somewhere and when that didn't work out the way that I thought it would I was like crisis like I thought I went through a quarter-life crisis but that was a crisis um and I was just like I didn't know really who I was what I wanted to do but then like coming on to Timmins group I've seen so much more in myself that I'm finally able to see. I feel like a cloud has been like lifted from my head, right. not to be like super dramatic, but that's kind of what it feels like of like, I feel clarity for the first time in a while. Yeah. And I love what I do. Like the people I work with are fantastic and the company is very open-minded, like full of grace and you can grow a lot there. So it's been really, really Good. Good. Um, and then you're also, you are singing again. Yes. Yeah. So I, I took, mean, well, I, I took like a, think, like, you lost your voice I know I'm like Ariel. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so for a while, so when I left Clover Hill, um, I did not want to sing for a while or like ever again, really. <laughs> just doing it. For yes. So long. Yeah. So I'm sure you were tired. And yes. Not just before you no. Died. Yeah. That's, I was tired. You look dusted. No, like, I'm just kidding. I can imagine like you went to college. Yeah. You were singing through that. Mm-hmm. Then you're always, you like, you were working in ministry, singing, then you're doing it full time. Mm-hmm. And then like, it became a job for you, I would think. It did. I was, I felt like I was, I thought at the time I was pretty good at separating like mm-hmm. job and passion. I was definitely tired, but I also think because of the things that I had gone through, I had kind of lost um, like what, I don't even know how to describe it, but I lost my the umph. I, I lost mm-hmm. the passion. I was like done. I was like, I could never do this again. That'd be okay. Like didn't feel creative anymore. I didn't feel like anything was worth singing about. Um, cause that was a, a huge thing of why I chose to get into music ministry was because there's a purpose behind it. And like the songs that I'm singing, I, I hope people believe them for themselves, not just because not when we just sing like God is good. Like we all know God is good, but the other more intimate songs of like who God is with us, who we are to God, like uh, everything. And I felt like I lost that. Like I lost the meaning and the purpose and like almost the identity um, without combining like me as a singer. Like I am an individual by myself, but like that identity of singing, I felt like I had lost. Um, So for about a year and a half, I, well, for a long time, I was attending Bedside Baptist, <laughs> just waking up and watching online because <laughs> because COVID did a lot yeah. of good things for that. So we can, you know, and no, like do it if you need to do it, whatever. Yeah. Um, whatever, however you want. Exactly. Um, however you want to do it. So um, for about a year and a half, I didn't, I sang in some places, but I was very particular about like who I said yes to. Uh, it was mainly people like Demetric. I would go down there and sing a couple of times. Uh, Christina and Barry Clark mm-hmm. in Stafford, I'd sing for them. And like the occasional other friends who might be at other churches who need someone like last minute, like I'm not gonna let you like go and like not have a singer. Um, but I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to do this ever again. And it was so annoying to me. I know this sounds bad, but when people would be like, you have such a great voice, like use it for the Lord. Why are you not singing? And I'm like, you have no, you don't even know me. And like, don't, you have no idea what I just walked through. You don't know what I'm trying to walk out of and into. Mm -hmm. So after about a year, I'd say I started like kind of feeling like the Lord was saying, you need to be a part of a community and like be a part of a church Um, and so I started visiting around the churches. There are a ton of fantastic churches. Um, Life Co is one of them. If you're looking in the Chester area, um, that's one that I went to pretty regularly just because I have a friend who goes there. I go everywhere because I have friends there. Um, (laughs) exactly, exactly. Um, and then I started visiting, um, chapel in Midlothian, probably, July of 2022 I'd say um and then but I didn't join anything until like early September which seems like a short time but it felt so long because I was like I started going I was in the back like I didn't I refused to go sit anywhere where people might see me because I saw because they'd be like people know you yeah and because I saw a ton of people who were from Clover Hill and from other places like Western Assembly of God like 
other churches that I had been to before. And I was like, oh my gosh, like massive anxiety every time. Literally. And like even a wig. I was like, I need to completely hide who I am. But I would literally sit in the back, maybe a few rows from the back. And then the moment that last song started, I was out. Mm -hmm. And I really had felt like I needed to do something with them. So I messaged the pastor um, on Instagram. I slid into his oh DM <laughs> and I said, Pastor Brandon, like, hey, I know that y'all have singers and it looks like you've got a great team, but I know what it's like for somebody to lead and not have a break. And, you know, I'm here if you ever need anything. I'd love to continue a conversation if you want. He said, hey, here's the campus pastor of Midlothian's uh, email, email him. And so I said, great. So I emailed Joel and Joel and I just kind of sat down, had a few conversations. Um, and then that actually, I think that happened in July. I think it was like June or July where I started kind of attending. And then he was like, well, Hey, we want to like have you audition, whatever. So I auditioned and I hadn't auditioned in a while. So I was kind of nervous. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> He's like, just come with a few songs. So I met with him and Melissa, who's the music director over there. Um, and I actually knew Melissa from years ago at Clover Hill, which is like, the world is so small, yeah. the older we get, I feel like. Um, so then I met with them, did an audition. And then he's like, we've got a last 21 days of prayer. Come sing with us then. So I did that. And then he was like, hey, if you want to come join us. And I was like, no. And <laughs> like, in my mind, I was like, I don't, oh. like, I felt like the Lord was telling me go. But like, I, it was so hard to say yes right. to anything because I was so scared that like, all of the churches were going to be the same. And so I went into that. I was like, just do it. If it doesn't work out, leave um, <laughs> or figure something out. Mm -hmm. So I ended up starting with them in September and just have been on the rotation with their singers ever since. And it's been everything that I've prayed for, everything that I've hoped for and looked for. Like, And I feel kind of bad for Joel because the amount of questions I've asked him mm -hmm. about how they do things and why they do things. Um, cause it matters to me a lot, especially, yeah. you know, being on the inside, you see different things yeah. Yeah. and whether or not it works for some people, that's their own thing. But there are yeah. things that worked for me that I needed to have in yeah. another church. Yeah. And for me, chapel has checked off every box and then some and shown me boxes that I didn't know mattered. Yeah. Right. And so it's just been a really great season of life for me. Cause during that time too, I had like just kind of started, with Timmons group, like getting more involved with them and moved up into a different role. Um, so it was just like a lot, it was a lot all happening at once, but it was scary, but it was definitely worth it. So that's very long winded. Yeah. <laughs> um, now you feel like your like career passions, like they're kind of just, yeah, like a good little bubble. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have a side note question. Yeah. What's your audition song? You're like go to. Oh, actually, it's um, what a beautiful name is. That's like oh, my, my go to. Jam. I know. I'm <laughs> like, this is this is like my sweet spot. I love this song. Yeah, that's so, good. so that's good. yeah. I couldn't move on without. That question. Um, you wanna? Yeah, this was like when I was thinking about me telling my story. Like, how did I keep it on the rails, or like have like a a theme throughout it all? Like, how did you find joy? in the middle of I'm lost I don't feel great what do I do next like how did you keep yourself sane and find joy like even from when you were in college mm -hmm. like I know I don't want to do this I don't know if I can finish my last semester to 2020 or whatever when you were like I'm making a career switch out of ministry yeah. mm -hmm. like through all of that 
like what was your source of detail so and it can be like light and airy too like yeah yeah it doesn't have to be so deep like yeah i I get coffee every morning yeah it can be deep but you can yeah however you want i just feel like we're going so deep with no it's okay i like it i love conversations like this um so i'd say it even started for me in like the early college Mm because um i went into like a crazy deep depression that sometimes I forget about until like I start thinking back on like what my life looked like but that out of that first year of college it was like really bad um like something that my mom sometimes reminds me was like what the heck and I never wanted to return there Mm -hmm. and coming out of that was kind of a miracle in and of itself just because like there were decisions that I wanted to make to like make sure that I wasn't here anymore and the Lord totally intervened in that. And my, like he used my mom like crazy. She's amazing. And it was from that moment on when, uh, so just to give you like a real, I'm going to make a really long story short, Um, (laughs) but uh, out of that year of college, whenever I was in that depression, uh, I had somebody reach out about a women's event and said like, Hey, we'd love for you to come do the worship for it. And I was only like, probably 19, 18, 19. I've always, when I was younger, felt so inadequate to like lead any adult in worship when I'm like barely legal. Um, and so it, it, that event I was not here for. And even on the way, I almost got into an accident, like ran off the side of the road in Powhatan. Cause you know, there's no like shoulders anywhere, popped a tire, like had to turn around, get another car, all this crazy stuff happened leading up to it. The event happened. And it was literally like, I walked out of that And it was almost like the weight was like off my chest Uh and I felt like happy and I felt kind of like, is this normal? Like, am I, am I bipolar? Is something wrong? Like, should I be checking on something? But it was the joy of the Lord that I, I feel like it was the joy of the Lord that totally overtook everything. And from then on, I was like, I don't ever want to return back to that place. And so moving forward, I feel like that kind of set me up really good too for next moments that I would encounter of dealing with people and being disappointed Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out where my joy lies in that as well of like, um, going through college at that last semester, I was like, I need to find something that gets me out. And so I, me and my friends would go to this place called Bongo's. It was in Orlando and it was like a Spanish restaurant, but they had a little dance floor down there. And (laughs) so it was like, it was a lot of fun because as a Spanish minor, we, we love a little bit of, hola, like (laughs) a little bit of dancing, like bailando. And so we used to go there that, that was kind of something that brought me joy. Um, and then I'd say coming out of the last season that I had, I don't even know. I think it's more for me leaning on my, the people around me, like my community of people that finds me a lot of joy. Cause even when I have like a bad day at work now, um, which is possible, even when you're (laughs) for people who are listening, even though everything's great, I still have bad days. Um, when, I have a bad day. I, I like call up a friend or like, and I don't even tell them half the time that something happened. I'm just like, I need to get out. Honestly, target runs yeah. are, yeah, are part of, yes, it is my truth. Therapy. Yes. Yeah. Um, or even just like singing really good songs in the car to the top of, of your lungs. Yeah. So oh no. <laughs> I intentionally make my voice not good in cars. Ask Cecilia. She's she hates when I sing a certain way, and I do it all the time on the phone. She's like, "I know you can sing good. Um, I hate when you sing like this." But little things like that is what brings me joy, or yes. like 
trying a new restaurant, whatever. It's not always something super deep, like diving yeah. into the word of I was God. It wasn't yeah, it's, it, I mean, that definitely helps, yeah. but like you got to be a person before you're anything else. And yeah. so I, I don't like to get too deep into the like holier than thou religious kind of stuff. That's my favorite thing about you. Yeah. Like we, we trusted you to marry us and like we knew you have a connection with God and like our, like somebody we look up to. But when I'm hanging out with you, it's like, this is so chill. This is so fun. Yeah. You're not judging. You're not. Heck no. You're Cause the best. I'm the first. Thank you. <laughs> Cause I'm the first person that'll do something ratchet. I'll tell you that. I'm like, I love God, but I'm a little. <laughs> I'm the first person to do something ratchet. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, but yeah I think you just have to find stuff that pulls you out of a situation yeah. um, mentally not just physically but just like get out of your comfort zone or get into your comfort zone because you're either or you're either comfortable or you're not mm-hmm. and so pulling yourself into those different directions I feel like helps yeah, when you're I, finding joy I think leaning on people mm-hmm. is so real because yeah. I'm that's something I'm not yeah it's like if I'm having a crappy week it's just gonna be a crappy week and mm-hmm. I've I'm so bad about reaching out and being like, for like I could call you up anytime yeah, and you would yeah. answer, and I could just vent or just be like, let's go get dinner. Uh-huh. Well, now that I'm back here, I know, yeah, <laughs> but um, I don't. Yeah, so that's like super, like something I know I need to focus on. But yeah. like, I had a crappy week this week. Just it was just everything was just like stressful, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I text my mom and I'm like, we gotta do dinner. Like, oh yeah. And so we just went to dinner and talked. And so that's yeah. I just think, and then I. Like this morning, I'm like, okay, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, had a crappy week, mm-hmm. but good. Like, yeah. you have to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it is true. Like, just lean on your people. And even if it's not telling every detail, just go out to dinner, do something fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it sounds very cliche, but there is an art to letting things go. Yeah. And like deciding what you're going to carry with you matters a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I learned after leaving Clover Hill of like, what am I going to carry with me? Um, that either will help me or not help me. And there were a lot of things that did not help me that I carried for a while. And just letting that stuff go, even on a daily basis for me, is so hard. Yeah, <laughs> of I like, oh my gosh. I'm like, this person said this. And yeah. This person did this. And I had this interaction. Yeah. I think it over so much. Exactly. But it's like, at the end of the day, in two months, that one thing is not even going to matter exactly yeah and because we're overthinkers too but like not not in the out out like saying anything out loud kind of way like people are like oh no they're good and on the inside i'm like halfway fuming halfway like going crazy and halfway like what did they just say what did that mean what about their tone wait they used that word instead of this word like so many things but there's been such an art of like letting it go and like it still kind of stings a little and feels weird but like like you said, in a month or two, it's literally going to be so small. Yeah. In my last job, I've experienced, it was an interesting dynamics and different things. And halfway through the, like at the beginning of the job, I'm like analyzing everything. And finally towards the last couple months, I'm like, it is not worth it to mm-hmm. what this person said, whatever. I'm going to do the best. Mm-hmm. What makes me happy? Do the best of my life. And I don't care yeah. what they say. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's good. So, well, we had we gave you two things to kind of ponder over. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's anything else you want to share, like go for it. Um, but I feel like we've gotten a good glimpse of your story. Yeah. But what is your takeaway from someone who's either like from everything you've shared, like just like if you could think of just quick takeaway 
or it can be long-winded that's yeah. <laughs> but whether that's something that like how to get through a tough season or whether it's like you said stuff about connections like what is your from your life experience thus far like mm-hmm. what's your takeaway on someone listening to this like if they're in their early 20s like in the midst of something yeah I would say both connection and perception matter a lot in your early young adulthood. And I think to kind of connect with what you guys were talking about in your podcast, like college is a huge decision, obviously. And anything post high school is, seems like it's a lot and don't take it so serious. Like enjoy those years, please. For me, for Matthew and Madison, enjoy those years because you can't, you can't go back to them. And it's both a kind of sad thing, but also a fun thing to like reminisce on for some people. Um, so I would say make sure that your perception is accurate and realistic. Um, and remember that everybody's perception is different. So for me, that's helped a lot in different situations that I've approached is when I come to the table, I know whoever's going to be there. I try to think of what their perception, not only of me, but of whatever situation we're dealing with, whether it's good or bad, remember that everybody has a perception and it's their own and it's their own truth. And then also connection, like when you're going, like when you start your young adulthood, network, 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 and whether it be that you're in college and you have the summers off intern somewhere or do something, even if it's not related to your degree, do something that gives you a skill set that other people won't be able to bring to the table fresh out of school with nothing but a degree. Um, And so, cause a degree is huge, mind you. So if you did, if you're at the end of your college career right now, a degree is huge. However, if you are still starting, get some internships under your belt. And if you decide to not go to a four-year and you go to a community college, I feel like that gives you a lot more freedom to yeah. do things on the side as well, whether it be working at a company. Um, there's a ton of companies that are always looking for people, young people to come in. And even if it's busy work of scanning things, uh, cleaning out filing cabinets, doing weird, busy work that other people don't want to do, just do it. Do it. Um, and then if you decide you aren't going to go to a, a, a four-year or a two-year to transfer or community college to finish out something, if you decide you're going to go into the workforce, like every decision that you make does matter, but it's always okay to restart. Um, so no matter where you are in life, it is 100% okay to restart. And I heard somebody talking about this on another podcast I was listening to. And he actually was a pastor and he's now like in his forties and just started his own podcast and stopped being a lead pastor. And he was like, it's never too late because Samuel L. Jackson didn't start acting till he was 40. And that seems so old to us, but it is right around the corner for me. <laughs> I am like 10 years away from that. Um, and yeah, but it's like, but even in my own life, like I literally thought I had my own plan of like, I'm going to be a worship leader. It's going to be great. I'm going to be in ministry and I'm going to retire and then influence other people to do what I did. But I'm a corporate recruiter for a civil engineering firm when I couldn't even tell you what civil engineering was a year ago. And, but it's okay. Like it, it, you're going to figure it out do not like, and I remember Matthew, how many applications you submitted. Like that was one of the toughest seasons of your life. And now we're, it's so weird, but we're on the other side of that now. And it's so weird to think about. Cause I remember the Starbucks talks and like, whenever you're getting ready to go to Alabama, it was like you and Madison were like, here we go. Like, this is it. And I was like, that is crazy faith. Like Mm -hmm. to move eight plus hours away from family and everything that you know, like you guys did it. And then you went down there and you had a season and now you're back. 
And there's a lot of moments in your life that you can either look at it as a failure or you can look at it as the next step into the next chapter. Always look at it as the next step. It's never the end. You could be 80, 90 years old and start working at, I don't know, Walmart, Chick-fil-A. Nothing is ever a failure. Don't let anybody say that whatever you're doing is not worth it. Um, cause I, I respect the person who works at Dollar Tree and treats me like a person more than the CEO of a company who can't even look at me in the face. Yeah. So it's your character matters 100% when you're going into whatever season of life. So make sure that perception's good. Make sure you keep connecting with people. Um, and then, yeah, just be a good person. <laughs> yeah. No, I think sure yeah. like preach it, <laughs> but I think you're right. Like I can think of right now just picking on bits of what you said but yeah. like do the internship do the grunt work like mm-hmm. I'm thinking of a position I was offered I guess it would have been an internship when I was in college and like to this day I regret not doing it because I was caught up on oh the pay and it's in the city and mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to park and whatever I could have done it mm-hmm. and it and I don't have a regret about it like I don't want to because I also believe, like, don't regret something, like, just yeah. that wasn't meant for you or whatever. But I just think, I, so it does sound like I'm regretting it. Um, <laughs> but I think, like, I should have just done it. Yeah. It would have given me experience and that could have changed, you know, my not having to do so many applications or whatever, which that could have changed everything. And we might not have gone to Alabama. So I don't regret mm-hmm. it. But it just do the things, even if, like, people get so caught up on especially when they're in college or whatever, like, oh, this just pays a little bit of a minimum wage yeah. and it's just filing and blah, blah, blah. You are not going to get your dream job mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. So honor the season that you're in and do what is presented to you now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, And I'm all about take the job and you can still be looking for something else. Like, mm-hmm. just, yes, just, yeah. Like, I don't, people get so caught up on that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I even say, don't forget where you came from. Yeah. Because as we're, as we did those things when we were what, 15, 16, just doing random stuff that we're like, Mm -hmm. this is literally trash. Like, why am I doing this? You could potentially one day be the person who's taking care of other people. And so do not ever, I hate when people forget where they came from and that, and when they forget, like, yeah, I was making minimum wage and couldn't pay my electric bill when I had kids. Like, but now you own a huge company or -hmm. you are in charge of someone's salaries and you're not understanding that that's where you were and you could make it better for the next person. Like always set the next person up behind you for success. Um, and not just because like, it's the good thing to do too. Not just because the person needs it. Like, what would, what would you want? Like, again, with the perception, what would you want in their shoes? Um, and don't ever be the person who can't pick up trash from the ground when you're somewhere like on company base or or campus or whatever it is. Um, don't ever lose that person who set that foundation and who set that foundation up for you. So I'm thinking of my second job, but Mm -hmm. it's like, I was the the arena's mascot like <laughs> i had to stand in the co- in the costume go to the squirrels game wow like, i didn't know that that's fun <laughs> oh god came up the other day really the first day of spring rita's always did the like, oh yeah i miss rita so that was when i started their custard the same experiences but <laughs> we were the outsiders <laughs> yeah i still want to work there yeah I didn't hit the same thing but anyways, so like, yeah, don't forget yeah. you're that person doing the grunt work. Yep. 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 
You're so smart. Yeah. You're so wise. Um, You are. Just to end it on a little bit of a fun note, we have a new segment. Oh. But we warned you. When was the last time you did something for the first time? And I had to think about this. I know that's why we wanted to. It's been a yeah. Do you want to hear the inspiration behind it? Yes, I do. So we like just heard the podcast. And we were, we've been thinking, like, what do we want to do every week to, like, make it engaging and whatever, whatever. And so we're sitting with my family, and my nephew needs a diaper change. And I'm like, Matthew, you want to take it? <laughs> and he was like, heck no. And I was like, you got to do something for the first oh, time. Oh, little Drew. <laughs> I didn't do it. He did not do it. Really? So he still has that to come, his first diaper change. But that's the inspiration for the segment of when did you try something new recently? So, Okay. I don't know if it's like new, but I drove out west for the first time uh-huh. and in a Penske truck <laughs> and moving my sister out west. Granted, we did switch Penske and car, whatever, but like but still. that was yeah, literally was there's don't do that. It's <laughs> probably like make the drive to Florida, make the drive to Alabama out west. There's nothing. Um, I know this probably isn't the, the answer that you want. No, I'm not sure. But that was the that was the first time I've driven out west. It was beautiful mm-hmm. once we got to where we were. Um, but yeah, that's how long was that drive? It was 26 hours in total. From we, Virginia to South Dakota. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that that's the last time that I'll do that. It was the first and last. <laughs> okay. I will okay. I will definitely be taking <laughs> Um, hey that's like no joke i said if kids are in our future then that will be my first is when it's my kid no that's well i feel like you'd want to do it more when it's your own kid right because sometimes you're like it's not my kid it's not my responsibility yeah sorry Lindsay. (laughs) right (laughs) hey y'all are blood i'm married (laughs) y'all are blood that's funny Thank you for yes. taking time to do this. Yeah, I thank you guys. Good. I never, I didn't know some of that. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot, and I could have gone in so much more detail, yeah. but I will spare you that. No um, worries. Give you, you the could overall. Write a book, like, what did you learn from the hair salon? What did you? <laughs> right. Learn? No, for real. It was <laughs> like funny. The jobs of Courtney. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that at work actually, because I think my coworker went on my LinkedIn or something, and I don't even have half those jobs on my LinkedIn because it doesn't matter. List? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it would literally be like a whole page. Yeah. Um, but we, cause I've literally probably worked everywhere. I started at Kroger and then from there, I did work at Coldstone in college. Yeah. Chop, chop, cold. Well, I want to come right back to this, but did I tell you during the (laughs) pandemic when, um, oh no, I didn't mention on the podcast, um, when I got furloughed and I was like, oh crap. Cause I just, I couldn't sit at home. Like I just felt like, you know me, I ever did. Mm -hmm. And I went and worked at Kroger for three weeks. Wait, I do remember that. Yeah, I, was I do. The, like, yeah, um, the click list or whatever. Or yeah. Whatever. yeah, yeah, that I was. Thank God I was there before they made click lists. Yes. Oh um, but that was actually one of the best jobs I ever had. They, it was amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I did that Coldstone, and Chick Fil A. I hate food services. Um, I'm saying Rita's. Oh I'm, my gosh! It, I mean, Chick Fil A is a great company though yeah. for any youngsters. Absolutely, yeah. We need to send kids to the boot camp of how to be good no. customers. So oh my gosh, day. yes. Oh my God, customer service is dead. It's, yeah, it's just like Y'all chivalry. Chivalry killed it. Chivalry's dead, it's dead. And now customer service is dead and nobody cares about anything. No. Like my door dashers hate me probably. And you know what? <laughs> I mean, this is going to come out in a couple weeks. But, so Girl Scout season will be over. Yeah. But, I mean, where are the Girl Scouts? I will say I did see one. 
one little table oh, but it was like in front of a kroger in like the middle of nowhere no it felt like number i remember when i mean I, obviously i wasn't a boy i wasn't so a boy <laughs> back in my day <laughs> i feel like something has happened where these girl scouts and same thing for the boy scouts mm-hmm. i don't know what y'all do y'all yeah cookies, i know but, right <laughs> but they used to be set up everywhere they were hustling yeah like that's how you know why you know what it was it's this Midlothian moms kind of stuff because all it takes is I want my kid to make whatever like they don't make their kids do anything they say let me pass along my co-workers let me send it in an email to everybody because I think there's a rule against them putting it out on Facebook Uh uh-huh because I was even like mom do you have you seen anyone on Facebook and she was like no I'm like unless you know a mom that has a girl scout and she works in your office yeah you aren't getting girl scouts Mm -mm. No, there I is some girls just so that she'll be a girl scout. I'm gonna make her stand outside <laughs> yeah, in the rain. They were, yeah, low. Like you could go anywhere. You felt bad because you already had cookies, and there was a new girl scout in front of yeah, you. Yeah, they're like, like, I'm sorry, sorry I just spent twenty dollars on the right. Yeah. The and I think the boys have peanuts or something. Oh yeah, like, nobody wants someone. Mm-hmm. But I always felt like I need to buy something from mm-hmm. them. But now it's like I have been looking for girl scouts. Yeah, and they're hard to come by. Now the only person I'm scared of in front of a store is the little Salvation Army with yeah. during Christmas with the bell. Yeah. Because I literally don't ever have change on me. I think but. they take Venmo now. Shut oh, up. Oh, say, like, this is 2023. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like, oh, Sorry, you like, don't have to be like, here's a, right? <laughs> Hit up my link tree. <laughs> Get my LTK. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this. With Thank us. you guys. Yeah, this was good. Yeah. Okay, and then we're people will see this. So her graphic for this episode, we're changing, and so the mug she's going to be holding oh, in yes. the graphic is at our from our wedding. Yes, it is. We at Madison and I got married at a coffee shop, which I guess we could share. Yes, please share that. That was like the okay. one of the cutest weddings I've ever been to. So it was, it was so nice. Yeah. And and you're the only person who I know I noticed that and I was like oh hey (laughs) um but anyways we got married in a coffee shop and so part of it we got everyone a mug and had Mm -hmm. it at their place setting Mm -hmm. or whatever and they were all like themes of blue so yeah the mug that you'll see on the um art for this episode is the one Courtney got yeah it's so cute and blue is my favorite color so it worked out yes (laughs) well thank you thank Thank you guys this is great I'll do this again yes I I don't know how long this has been but it was well over it's probably yeah absolutely (laughs) let me see yeah it was almost an hour okay great well we got some good wisdom yeah yay I'm glad you're welcome all righty that's a wrap Thank you so much to Courtney for taking the time to hang out with us and talk to us and just be so wise and give us a lot to think about. Um, Now we have a housekeeping update from our housekeeper, Matthew. Oh, I'm just a housekeeper now? Yep. Great. Okay, well, we wanted to let everyone know a little update. We plan to release episodes every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time on Spotify and Apple Music. Apple Podcasts. So um, you can listen on your way in to work on Monday mornings or anytime throughout the week before our next episode will come out the following Monday. Um, go ahead and leave us a five star review. I mean, or whatever review, whatever star review you think we deserve. I hope it's a five star. <laughs> um, <laughs> share, give us some feedback, share with your friends, Instagram, Facebook, 
text message. Anyway, you know how. Um, we also are going to start a coffee and answer segment, C and A. Send us your questions, advice requests, whatever you want via DM, text message, and we can keep you anonymous if you so wish, um, or we can give you a little shout out here. So let us know what you want to hear from us coming soon as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.